0: All right, now, two weeks ago, we started a, a new series called Coth Fit and um, I want to encourage all of you guys that have come out and walked with us and ran with us. You guys are awesome I don't know if y'all saw the Facebook picture from yesterday. we had a huge group. You should have seen us running down the road we were we were all over the place I'm sure traffic i mean traffic everywhere and it was at five o'clock and it was raining it was five thirty and raining and Man, we were dedicated. We had some walkers, we had some runners, we had some kids, had some adults. And we've been doing this now, I guess, for two weeks, solid, every uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And uh, I want to encourage you, get on Facebook and look at the Church on the Hill page and go find Coth Fit and come join us. And let's get healthy. We're not just here to get healthy physically, we're here to get healthy spiritually. Gave my testimony um, of my weight issue and how God moved in my life spiritually and also physically, uh, starting at the, at the beginning of 2009, the end of 2008. So, if you want to hear that, go back and download that. Um, but we want to be healthy. Um, I mentioned uh, last week about running that 13.1, that half marathon, and how I um, trained to finish, didn't train to finish strong. And I want to finish strong. I want to finish strong in my marriage. I want to finish strong in my walk with Christ. I want to finish strong with my children. I want to finish strong in my job. I don't want to just barely squeak through the gates of heaven. I want to, I want to do this right. I don't, I don't want to do it perfect because I know I'm not perfect, but I want to do it right I want to do it well. And how many of you know that if you try to build your house in the storm, you're going to have a, you're going to have a hard time? So I believe one of the keys to getting fit um, spiritually and healthy and physically is you have to move. It's not going to happen staying where you are. You remember the definition of insanity is doing the things over and over and expecting, doing the things the same over and over and expecting a different result. You're not going to get it you've got to make a change. Now, not God. God never changes. Thank you. God never changes. So we have to do the changing. We have to do the moving. The key is movement. And movement spiritually is faith. Faith is moving. Faith that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And as we begin this, let me tell you, you can go overboard and allow your fitness or your physical health to become your main focus. You can even make your study or church your main focus. That is not the main focus. The main focus of building, the main focus of the church is not building that building. It is a very, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but it's very minor in comparison to us following Christ and us reaching our city for Christ. Very minor, even though it's needed. We have a need. So we can go overboard. Church on the hill. I mean, we just sang that song, Savior King, keep God number one. Number one. God stays number one not even your marriage not even your kids not even your church god number 1 that's our goal our our journey of being fit spiritually is learning to make god number 1 i have to stay on top intentionally of my spiritual and my physical fitness If I go to sleep for just a moment, I start to get behind. And it's so easy to fall behind. How many of you have started a New Year's resolution and it made it three months? I know that's pushing it. How about about one month? Has anybody ever made it one month? You know, three weeks, 21 days usually will develop a habit. The problem is we usually can't even make it to three weeks. I'm telling you, people that make a decision at the beginning of the year to go to church, they usually make it one week, maybe two. They make a decision to get up and go one week, and they go, and that's it. Make a decision to exercise. First of the year, worst time, of the time, worst time to try to exercise. It's freezing. Everything's working against you. Do you know that when I started reading the one-year Bible, do you know where the one-year Bible was when I started? It was in Chronicles. No fun whatsoever. And it's like Satan was saying, I'm going to start you off right here and you're not going to stick with it. Yes, I am. The funny thing is, I love Chronicles. I do, I love reading about the kings. I love reading about how God saw this one as a good king and this one as a bad king. Now, as soon as he, it usually says when he, when he says, and here's this king, and God was with him or God wasn't, or he followed God with all his heart or he didn't. Now, I'm interested in the next sentence. What did he do? The ones that were good, what did they do? I wanna, I wanna do that. What did the guy that God did not like do? I don't wanna do that. You know, it interests me. A lot of times, whenever they mention in Chronicles, the mother, it's usually a positive thing. Every now and then, they'll mention who who is this king's mother, and it's not a good thing. But usually, I think, in my reading, I'm, I'm like, oh, there's their mother. I bet this was a good one. Yeah, good one. So anyway, that's just FYI, a little bit of fun. Fun fact, if I become lazy, it's easy to slip. I also have to watch closely what I eat, my exercising, and that my systems do not come and become an idol in my life. Even reading my Bible can become more important to me than my relationship to God. That may say, that doesn't make any sense. It does. It can be. I can fall into just doing that and that's all I give God. I don't even pay attention to what I'm reading. I just get through it. But my intention has to be to find God, to seek God, to learn from him, and to grow in him. My eating, my exercising, and it's very easy. I have the personality. I'm a very, I'm going to say this, and Elizabeth may need to help me with this. Obsessive or compulsive, it's either everything or nothing. It's not just do it a little bit. It's like, I've got to do it a lot. So you've seen me with my running. I couldn't just go out and run. I had to go run a half marathon. And really, it's my personality. It's why, I have to be, it's why I have to be careful with a lot of things. Because if you do anything too much, a lot of things too much, you can really hurt yourself and hurt others. I also have to watch very close that sin does not sneak into my heart and into my mind and into my life. It's so easy to let it slip in. I have to pay attention to capital who has my thoughts. I have to make sure that God has my thoughts and that I give him, that I, the thoughts I have, I give him my focus. It has to be God. Much of my failure in my spiritual growth and in my physical growth was trying to replicate others. Seeing what someone else did and tried to dupl- duplicate that or replicate that. I tried, to, I tried to follow my mom and dad. I tried to ride on their coattails as long as I could until finally that ended. I couldn't ride it any longer. I came to the end of my rope and God says, it's me and you, baby, or it's nothing. Anybody here ever ever kind of kind of hung on to somebody else spiritually? It's easy to do. I've tried it with diets. I've tried it with exercise. Other people get up and go at six o'clock in the morning. Let me tell you, that wasn't for me. Some of you like to get up that early. Great, I won't be there with you. And I love you. Good for you. Go do it early. It's good. i just do it later. So don't necessarily follow my way. It's my way. Try something. And keep trying it until you find your way. But move. Move spiritually. Move in your heart. Move in your home. Get out the Word of God and start reading it. You know, there is no no way to get around. You can't just hope you're going to exercise and reap the benefits of exercise without exercising. There's no way to replace the Word of God without you being in the Word of God. It is the life to you. You've got to start. It's hard to start. God has delivered you. You just have to walk out the deliverance. Listen to me, church. You may be in the, right in the middle of hell, but you're saved, you're spirit-filled, you know the Lord. I want you to know that the Lord has delivered you. You just have to walk out of it. The price that he paid, Christ does not have to go to the cross again for what you're going through. The price has been paid, but you have to walk it out. The prodigal had to walk out of the pig pen. The father did not go to the pig pen and pull him out of it. But what the prodigal had, his, his, he was equipped to walk out. I want to ask you, are you equipped? And if so, are you using the equipment? Are you equipped? You may say, I, I, I physically I'm in bad shape, spiritually I'm in bad shape. That's okay. Do you know when Christ died for you? he already knew what kind of physically and spiritually bad shape you were in, yet he still paid the price for you to be able to come out of it. There is a way for you to make a positive move physically and spiritually. This is a spiritual battle. But when we move according to God's word, He will defeat those negative words. That that I talked about Sunday, when we move according to God's word, those negative words begin to get defeated. we just saying, oh God, the glory is yours. The battle is won. It's over. The war between what's trying to take you down and you, that battle is over if you will just walk it out according to God's word. The enemy knows it, but the enemy is going to keep winning as long as you let him win. He will defeat those negative words. He will defeat those demons. He will defeat those enemies that are in our way and make a safe, clear path of escape. It is time to begin to walk out the deliverance that the Lord has given you. If you're battling things in your mind like depression or bipolar or just mental issues. Maybe it's thoughts. Maybe it's negative words over you. I want you to know there is a way out. There is a way out. If you've got a physical ailment, I want you to know God is a healer. Um, I I know many of you are are still waiting for your healing. I am too. I've got an issue in my back. I'm still waiting for God to heal me. But until he does, I just doesn't, I'm never going to stop asking for it. I never believe that it's not his desire to heal my back. Whether he does or not is really not the issue. It's up to him. You know, if I'm missing something, show me, God. But if not, I'm going to continue to serve you because you are so good. You're so good. I cracked a vertebrae in my back dealing with lawnmowers when I was 18 years old. And surgery won't Probably won't do any good. Are you equipped? If so, are you using the equipment? Isaiah chapter 40. You guys all ought to know this scripture. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I believe this goes spiritually and physically. Physically. Who gets this? And what what I mean is, who's the recipient of soaring like eagles and running and not growing weary and walking and not being faint? Those whose hope is in the Lord. Now, I want to take that just a, a little bit further and say, if your hope is really in the Lord, then your actions should show it. Then the way you walk out your life, even though it may not be perfect, even though you make tons of mistakes, your actions should back up the fact that your hope is in the Lord. Meaning your belief, your belief that the Lord is going to rescue you and that his word is true and that I'm going to follow his word and that he's faithful to his word. So even though I don't see my breakthrough, I know my breakthrough is coming because he says it's coming. So I'm going to walk this thing out because my hope is in the Lord. Then I will soar on wings like eagle, eagles. I will run and not grow weary. I will walk and not faint. Any of you about faint walking in here? Going from the car to in here? Anybody come to Harvest Festival? I had a bunch of people about ready to faint by the time they walked from the, where they parked up to where we were. <laughs> when we get healthy... When we get healthy, we will walk and not grow weary. We will run and not faint. Zach came out and ran with us yesterday. It was his first time running with us. He's, he has ran before. But uh, I, I thought since Zach was there, we would shorten our run. Uh, he, <laughs> like, hang on. Hey, let, let, me just, let me just back up for just a minute. Because someone came to me and approached me with this. I am not in any way trying to isolate anyone physically or make you feel like that you can't start. You can start. That's the enemy trying to still hold you down physically as well as spiritually. I think these two things go together. So if you feel isolated, I want you to come talk to me. I will help you start in any way that you want. If all we do is just walk 100 yards, today we will walk 100 yards. Tomorrow we'll walk 110 I mean, you can do it. You walked more than that getting in here. Okay? Um, Zach showed up. And what, what we try to do is I've got a small group that runs a little bit more distance, another group that might run a little bit shorter distances, maybe faster, maybe slower. It doesn't matter. My goal is, is to pair people up that are like-minded, that are similar, that are, can relate to each other, can relate to each other Uh, you you know, in relationship, but also relate to each other in how far you can run. So Zach and Justin showed up too. So I just thought, let's just shorten it down just a little bit. I asked him, I said, how much you wanna run? He said, let's just start at three miles. And I thought, oh man, that's a lot. I couldn't have done that the first time out. But he's ran a few 5Ks and that's three miles. So I said, okay. And we take off and man, he kills it. He's just literally having to slow down for us. I'm a slow runner. I run with my daughter, Sarah Bette. And if you don't want to do that, and I'll let you and another uh, Joseph just say, y'all take on off. We're going this pace. Y'all go on. Not going to bother me. We're good. But I'm not running that fast. (laughs) Not trying to be mean. I've got my deal. You got yours. And we got going, and he's still feeling good. And at three miles, or almost three miles, he's like, man, I'm good. I said, will you you go four? Yeah, let's go four. And we ran four miles. He did awesome. You just knocked it out of the park. I was so proud of you. Yeah. First time out of the gate, and I was telling him the whole time, don't go so far that you don't want to come back tomorrow. That's what we do when we first go work out is we go bench press 100 and whatever, and we squat, whatever, and we run 50 miles, and then we die when we get home. And we hurt, and we fuss the next day, and then the day after, and the day after, and then we never go back. And what I was telling him is, pace this thing out, because man, I want you for the long haul. But running and not growing weary. Can you imagine being able to run and not grow weary? Because up until July, I would have never thought that was possible. Aaron, when you can finish with us, then you can comment like that. (laughs) I've looked back the last two times and I don't find Aaron anywhere. I don't know where he went. Hey. (laughs) He looks upset. Are you okay? All right. Aaron's ran with us almost every time. He's done awesome too. In fact, he ran from home. He ran three miles to come catch up with us. So maybe that's why he left a little bit early last night. <laughs> anyway, you can run and not grow weary. It is possible physically. It is possible spiritually that when Satan shows up at your door, you can outrun him. You can outrun him. Sorry. You've done awesome. I want you out there. You're awesome. (laughs) Forgive me. Where is your hope? So, let's talk about exercise just for a minute. I'm going to talk about two words here. Exercise, the definition. An activity requiring physical effort carried out especially to sustain or improve health and fitness. Now don't just tie this word to your physical health, tie this word to your spiritual health. You need spiritual exercise as well as physical exercise. Activity requiring effort, physical effort that is reading your Bible, that is praying, that is uh, getting with one another and talking through things in a very um, uplifting way and not hiding your issues but talking about your issues. That's a, it takes physical effort for me to sit down with Robert and have lunch and share my heart with you. That literally takes physical effort to be able to, to stir that up and, and to let that go. It takes physical effort to get off the couch and, and walk or run. Task or activity done to practice or test a skill. A process or activity carried out for a specific purpose, especially one concerned with a specified area of skill. Now, we are called to be athletes. We're going to see this in Scripture that many times Scripture is used describing an athletic thing physically and spiritually. How can you go to all nations like the uh, uh, sermon, uh, like the Great Commission, if you can't make it to the mailbox? How can you go and proclaim the word of God if you can't physically go? You need to be healthy. You need to be healthy spiritually, so that if you go to all nations, you have something to offer all nations. And I want you to know the gospel is enough. Uh, Elizabeth, in her classes in the last few weeks, what she said to me today is God is attractive. God is attractional, I think is the way you put it. it. Is that what you said today? I've upset everybody, I think, so far. I'm attracted to you (laughs) physically and spiritually it's okay Dana we're not gonna go too far here I promise everybody's getting uncomfortable all right How can you minister to people if you don't have any spiritual fitness to offer? I'm going to close with this definition. What is fitness? What is fitness? It is the condition of being physically fit and healthy. Remember, apply this to your spiritual fitness. How is your spiritual fitness? Are you physically, spiritually fit and healthy? Disease and lack of fitness are closely related. So some words that relate to fitness. Good health, strength, robustness, vigor, athleticism, toughness, physical fitness, muscularity, good condition, good shape, well-being, suitability, capability, competence, ability, aptitude, readiness, preparedness, uh, eligibility. How does that define you physically and spiritually? Are you spiritually and physically fit? Apply those adjectives to your spiritual and physical self. Um, I had never understood fitness before uh, the last few months. I had started running with Sarah Bet at the cross-country field. I got to where I could run the two-mile track. I did it every single week for two or three weeks, and then I started running a little bit extra and a little bit extra and a little bit extra and a little bit extra until one day I was running, and it's like a light bulb went off in my, in my brain that I just recognized I'm not sucking wind. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I'm not losing my breath. My legs and my muscles were giving out before I was losing my breath. And I went to one of the coaches, and I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. I'm not sucking wind. I mean, my knees hurt, my legs hurt. And they said, you're in shape. And I'm like, I'm in shape. I've never been in shape before. I played baseball and I never got in shape. I would die when they had us do sprints and do runs. I, literally, we'd be throwing up and fussing and yelling and crying. I played basketball. Never got in shape. This was the first time in my life I've ever been in shape. I can run and run and run and not lose my breath, but my legs, my, my legs will start giving out. Uh, if I haven't ate well, my body will give out. But I'm, I have gotten to a point where I'm fit or at least fit to run. You can get fit physically and spiritually. The goal of this series is to make a great effort to get spiritually and physically fit. Church, there is never a good time to start physically getting physically fit. You'll, we'll always figure out some reason. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too daylight. It's not daylight enough. I've got this to do, I've got that to do. You know, we realized yesterday that 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and man, we've gotten a great workout. That's all it took. Got home at the re- about the regular time. And we got rained on and all other kinds of stuff. It's not easy. It takes time. It takes effort. It will be inconvenient, but it can be done. My spiritual health begins every morning in the Word, the one-year Bible, in prayer, And I want to, I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna give you one scripture and we're gonna continue this next week. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. You know what that says? When I asked the question, the point of tonight was Am I equipped and am I using that equipment? This scripture says, You are equipped. The problem is in so many areas in our life, we're not using the equipment. You have been given the word of God. If you don't have a Bible, don't go home tonight. We will give you one. Is that not what I just said? Okay, you do need to go home tonight. (laughs) Don't go home tonight without a Bible. Go home with a Bible. We will give you a Bible. I think everyone could put that together. But sometimes it's very good to communicate clearly. So sometimes. Um, you can start. Physically, you are equipped to be able to improve yourself physically from where you are right now. Whether you run a marathon or not, whether you run five miles or not, whether you walk three miles or whether you walk a mile, it doesn't matter. We need to start moving. Do you know your muscles, if you don't use them, will dry up and die? Same thing spiritually. We've got to move. We have everything that we need to live a godly life. You know what that says? says, you have every reason to come out of the hell that you're in. There is a way, and we, we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of your growth. Church on the Hill wants to be a part of you starting here and moving closer to God physically and spiritually. So um, I would encourage you, Right with the people you're sitting with. Start a time to get together and and maybe read the word together. Maybe go walk. Come out to the church. The church is a great place to walk. Up here, just walk around the building. And by the way, pray. Pray over the church while you're here. Um, our neighbors uh, next door come up and walk around our church parking lot. It's awesome. I love it. Um, right where you are, walk up and down the sidewalk. I don't know something. When you get up in the morning, get out a one-year Bible or get out your Bible and read 10 verses. Start. Just start. Get up in the morning and pray, Holy Spirit, I just desire you to fill my heart, fill my spirit. I just ask you to lead me and guide me into all truth. And Lord, as I get into your word today, even though I can't read as much as I would probably need to, give me the, the tools that I need to have a successful day today. So that when attack comes, I respond appropriately. I don't make things worse. But Lord, I, can, I start my process of walking out of what I'm in. Same thing physically. Lord, help me find 15 minutes to maybe just walk around the block. Take my dog out. Let me tell you, your dog needs exercise. Go give your dog exercise and you'll get exercise at the same time. Amen? Amen? If I've offended any of y'all, I'm just trying to have fun up here. And if y'all come run with me, I promise you, I won't make fun of you unless you make fun of me. Isn't that what it says Spirit, in, in Scripture? If they make fun of me, I can make fun of them. Worse. I can make fun of them worse. Seven times. No, we're getting that, we're getting that wrong somewhere. Seventy times seven. No, thank you. That's forgiveness. You should forgive 70 times seven. Yeah, no. Uh, those of y'all that have come out, y'all have been awesome. Those of y'all that have started outside of our group, y'all are awesome, man. Go take on the world. Go take on Satan. The God of peace has placed Satan under your feet. We win. I've read the end. We win. So go out and win. Can y'all, let's, let's do this. Stand up. All right, that's a start. Let's pray. Father, I just right now just ask you, Lord, just to help us start. Lord, one of the hardest things even spiritually is just to forgive. And Lord, I've said some stupid stuff tonight. Lord, I just ask for forgiveness right now just in front. Lord, just just forgive me for saying some silly, sarcastic things, Lord. We just I just so desire for people to have breakthrough. Lord, I want, I, want, I want this church body to have what I've got. And Lord, I've got the Spirit of God. And Lord, I've, I've just got the greatest prize ever. Lord, this church is such an awesome church that the Spirit of God is here. Lord, let us not leave home without it. Thank you, Lord. Let us get in your word. Let us get in prayer. And, Lord, let us start moving physically. Thank you, Lord. Help us to get healthy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you Sunday morning.